0: The Spanish announce table.
1: Oh, man, I watched a lot of fucking wrestling this week.
0: <laughs> Did you? What was your uh, takeaway from the week in wrestling? Then.
1: Well, um, why don't we spare that, Tom? How, what? Uh, how was your week before we get into that? Huh? Don't rush me, Tom. You got to wine and dye me a little bit first. I got the wine right here, right here. Yeah, a little wine. Oh,
0: you do. Uh, my <laughs> week. How was? <laughs> Great journalism. How was my Great yeah.
1: journalism by t Man.
0: Yeah. Well, you have it. There yeah, it is. It's is true. Yeah. For
1: those listening, he. Yeah, for those listening,
0: lying. it's in his hand. It's in his hand. I saw him take a drink of it. Uh, how was my week? So I took a vacation day on an extended weekend. So instead of having a three-day week uh, weekend, I had a four-day weekend. I took Tuesday off. Um, Friday night, what did I do? Uh, not much. Saturday night, I worked the Invicta FC card That was fun. Eight fights in and out. All of them were fine. Nothing spectacular. So got paid, got out. Uh, Then Sunday, I went to Omaha for a birthday party of a child who is turning one. That was about what you think, right?
1: So you guys played the same games, and and...
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was nice. She was cool. She's waving at people, and you know, she had a full room of adults waving just because she could wave. And so it was just keep doing it. We're all waving now. And it's fun. You you all get excited about it too. Yeah, we we all had grins. We all had grins. It was great. Uh, So I did that on Sunday. We drove back on Sunday. So we drove there and drove back on Sunday. So six hours total in a car. That wasn't the funnest thing in the world. Uh, Monday was the holiday and we just kind of – uh, took care of things around the house. Not too crazy of a holiday as far as like getting things done. And then yesterday I had the day off. Finished a book, mm-hmm. uh, basketball, and other things by Shea Serrano of TheRinger.com. If you like that site, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I oh I won the Super Bowl on Madden nineteen with my franchise. picked the Chiefs because that Good. was fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I picked that the Chiefs cause- this year. Well, no, it will never happen. Uh,
1: yeah, it will never happen while we're alive.
0: We're always going to be eight and eight. It's just the way of the It'll world. It'll
1: happen after they move, right? Like, when, yeah, they'll it, go to St. Louis. The, the Hunts will sell it because you know they he gets caught saying something racist, right? That's going to happen, and then he'll mm-hmm. have to sell the company, uh, sell the Chiefs, and then they'll you know twenty years down the road, Arrowhead will be crap, and they'll move it to Oklahoma City. And you know, then they'll win the Super Bowl in two years because they got like some first-round draft pick, and they'll draft a good
0: quarterback, and there you go. That could easily happen, definitely. Right? Uh, but I, I picked the. Oh, I did my, uh, my fantasy football draft. Uh, first pick, Le'Veon Bell, who's sitting out week one. So that was great. Nice. love that yeah. pick. It might be sitting yeah. out more, man. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm but he's so getting,
1: glad I got the. But he's going to get rich.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to, though. <laughs> yes. So, you know, these people are here to entertain me. I don't care about their feelings or yeah. anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was kind of a low-key, mm-hmm. uneventful weekend, getting excited for the first time of doing fantasy football, so I'm actually paying attention to football. That's why I got the game, because I was yeah. like, who's good in this stuff, right? And uh, Chiefs are okay. They have Patrick Mahomes pretty decent. Got a strong arm, but his accuracy isn't the greatest. Uh, that sounds pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how they made him in the game, so that was pretty right. cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: Does he have the hair yeah. in the game?
0: hmm. Yeah. And he sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, so, what I was thinking so about is. I heard him on a butt hook coming
1: out of the. out of uh, Back around the 30 yard line. And-
0: Great question. So, I read the cover too, <laughs> and I checked down to the running back, threw it to him, and he scored a touchdown. Go, Chiefs. Yay! Yay! Right. Yay! <laughs> uh, what did you do how was your uh holiday weekend not too shabby
1: either man just kind of relaxed a lot i did some more um yard work around here on the ranch but uh the big thing was buying a replacement vehicle for the well-discussed uh blue bonnet that is no longer uh, operational RIP. Vehicle, uh, thanks to my yeah. daughter um, but i bought a newer version of that it's not blue; it's silver. But uh, bought a new one of those. Um, but man, car buying—gosh, it's always a weird experience. Is, is, you ever have? You ever meet normal people when you go to buy a car?
0: I only go to CarMax, and I just go to a guy I went to college with uh. who like runs it. His name is Brett. I say, "Hey, Brett, I want this car." He goes, "I'll hold it till Friday." I was like, "All right, cool. I'll go there." They don't—you uh, can't negotiate prices, so they'll say it's you know X amount of dollars. I say, "Okay," and then he'll he says, "You know what?" Cause you are my pal, I'll give you the most I can on the car, and then I trade it in. He gives me the most he can. At least that's what he says. And the process is done. I don't even talk to anyone else. I literally like take a take a straight line to Brett. Everyone's you know, like, "Hey, how are you?" I am like, "Shut up, get out of here."
1: You know, that said, um, the people we ended up buying the car from and the people working there were all fun and were very great, but they had a weird situation. So we, I come out of work real late, um, and but we've got to get to Lawrence to look at these two cars because I don't buy brand new. I like to get like the year before or the year prior model, you know. Try to find some that got low miles or something. And this one was a 2017, but it had only 2,000 miles on it. Um, this was one of their like program cars that they took out of out of there, and were going to sell. And we saw it online and went and got it. Well, when I get there, they couldn't find it. I couldn't find it either. We're all walking around the lot, and the guy goes, "All right, well," he goes, "I know for a fact, you know, Bill. For sake of this thing, Bill had it mm-hmm. earlier when he ran uh, something over to the other the other dealership." He's like, let me, let me call Bill. And Bill's like, yeah, I gave it to Steve. And he was like, uh, well, I know for a fact I fired Steve two days ago, so who did you hand it to? <laughs> he was like, Steve? And so they were like, uh. So we were sitting there for a while, and then like, we were like, look, man, if you don't know this, like, we already looked at two other ones, and they're going to close in like 15 minutes. We'll just probably go buy that other one, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I need you to find this thing. Uh, but they ended up finding that, and they were all neat and everything, but we ended up just <sighs> – Taken a long time because we had already had like we got our loan already through our through u s a a went in there with you know like our approved documents or anything like here we just you know we know the money, we just want this car for that, uh, but then the guy was like, hey I think I can beat the rate they got, and then you gotta sit there forever and talk to these people, you know it's just I don't know car buying it takes forever, I don't like it, but in the end you get you know you get a new car right. How do you Uh, like it? Does it drive well? It does drive well. Now I've got like a backup camera and navigation in the car now, you know, and uh, Bluetooth and hadn't had that before. So that kind of stuff's fun, right? I'm in the now. I live in the now now.
0: Yeah. Right. I like it. And then
1: I watched a lot of wrestling, as I mentioned earlier, Tom. All In happened, which we have got to talk about, right? That was the biggest thing, right? So let's talk about that. What did you think of All In? Give me an overview.
0: So I work Saturday night, uh, the Invicta card. So I didn't watch it live. Uh, I got little notifications through Twitter and things like that. Kind of telling me, kind of telling me like what was happening. Right. So as I was working the fight, I was getting notifications enough to know that something good was happening. Right. It wasn't like a botch from this person or this is that lowering reviews all evening. Right. It was all great throughout the entire thing. So then Sunday I watched it and I thought it was good. Yeah. I think. I think the spirit of the event was better than the matches. And that's not to say that the matches weren't good. What I'm trying to say is because it went off without a hiccup and there were some fun surprises, it made the event better than I think it actually was. And the only criticisms I have aren't aren't huge ones, right? But I'll just start with the criticisms before I get into – What I didn't, or what I really loved, right? So, uh, for example, the Joey Ryan stunt—if that's done in WWE, that gets murdered. Everyone talks about how stupid it is, how bad it is, how lowbrow. We're out of the Attitude Era. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! But because this event did not take itself too seriously, it got away with it, and that's fine. It was good.
1: It It was, and it's a shtick, and and that's been at the like he was going to do something.
0: Mm-hmm. right exactly also I think the the half uh Jay lethal half black machismo thing I thought was a little weird but again it made sense because Lanny Poffo came out yeah, but, no, no, nothing know. didn't make sense I will say that the Joey Ryan thing the black machismo thing and then the next criticism I have all made sense and it like I was okay with it but I would have changed a little bit of it the the biggest glaring critique I have of the event is I thought you don't end the show with a six man tag that doesn't necessarily have a storyline. Now, if you watched, if you watch being the elite and all of that, maybe there's a little bit more to it than what it was actually just shown on the pay-per-view. But I mean, you had a world championship match in my opinion. And like, wrestling traditionalists like to tell you it, and even in sports combat right UFC the title match goes on last. That's yeah. what we're all here to see. So that was the only criticism. I thought, why are they in the main it's event spot? Big, I yeah. get it. Yeah. And it's I get it. I get the match that. right. Yeah. And I get the match, right? Ray Mysterio, legend, the Young Bucks, even though I do not like them, I have to give them credit. They are the Young Bucks. They're the biggest, you know, tag team outside of the WWE in the world. So all credit to them, but I was like that doesn't make sense, right? And then there were some other little things, right? The Stephen Amell match, that's your typical celebrity match where people killed K Fed or Lawrence Ta- or Lawrence Taylor when he tried wrestling. Now, Stephen Amell t- took it way more seriously, so maybe well, that's why. And said,
1: he already had nerd fans, right? right? He wasn't a sports guy.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. He was a true. comic he, book guy. And they are already there for him. Yeah. Uh, The women's finish, that was kind of clunky. It felt like there was a one, two, three. No, we kicked out. Nope. It's actually, it's good. And so the women's finish, it was a little bit bad. Now, that's all my criticisms, right? And they are all very minor. So let me just get that out of the way. But the Cody Rhodes-Nick match was amazing. First off, if you come out with a dog, You're already, I'm already a fan of yours. I don't literally you could have botched every move and I'm a Cody fan for life. I love that. Love Pharaoh and DDP and glacier and Tommy dreamer came out with them. What the hell? That was cool. And then Nick Aldis had Jeff Jarrett and the first, uh, Tim storm, uh, walk out with him. I thought that was great. It had a good big fight feel to it. I love that. That was great. Right. Pentagon junior and Kenny Omega, the Jericho, impact heavyweight right? champion, right. The impact heavyweight champion, I think still at the time, I don't know, to be honest with you. And then the new Japan pro wrestling, uh, heavyweight champion, you know, hooking it up and having a phenomenal match. And then like you just said, the surprise of Chris Jericho, which was bonkers bananas. Crazy. Right. Yeah. Then you had the street fight that we even talked about, uh, previewing the show, Joey Janela and Hangman page yep, yep. was incredible. Yeah. They, tried to kill each other they
1: did try like, to kill it each it was other.
0: so cool and then the over the budget battle royal perfect 20 minutes got it in bully ray is still incredible yeah like still incredible yeah. well, he's so hateable
1: he's yeah. so detestable
0: yeah and he likes being hated yes. which is weird because so many people struggle with that and he like leans into it Uh, I like the Billy Gunn and his son little moment that they had in there. Is that his real son? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Am I I a mark here? Am
1: I I falling for something?
0: No, I think it really is. Uh, Then that little kid, I don't remember his name, but the the littlest guy in the match. Yeah,
1: right, that tiny little guy.
0: The little spud web guy,
1: yeah. Yeah, little spike point, you
0: know, point two. He was awesome, and then... The, whole, the, the one storyline outside of the, the Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes match that I actually really knew about that I kind of uh, was invested in was the Flip Gordon, right? He yeah. wanted in. Right. Young Bucks said no. Cody said no. He's doing all the star cast thing. They're like, please mm-hmm. get him in. He didn't. And then for him to do a reveal, kick Bully Ray to get the title match was perfect. And yeah. I like that he lost too because the point was he wanted – to be all in. The point wasn't to make him the heavyweight champion. Right. If you're gonna do a uh, a ROH title change, you do it on your own show, not on this all in show. Right. But yeah, I thought it was perfect. I thought every fan looked the same, right? It was a bunch of just fat skinny guys with neck beards and black t-shirts and white lettering. And they all kind of smelled looked like they looked like they smelled like they had their laundry in the wash too long. Right. Uh, so like yeah. it's like kind of mildewy, but it's wearable. That's what they all look like. Uh, yeah, uh, it's wrinkled, like yeah, that. It was a little wrinkled.
1: Like, it's they, like they shoved everything in their suitcase to get up there, but it didn't dry completely. But they mm-hmm. just wore it anyway. And they didn't bother to iron it. They don't know how to operate an iron. Um, and and they think
0: that it looks cool because they can't actually grow a real beard, so they grow a neck beard. And then all their shirts are black because if you wear colors, that means you actually have personality and we're too cool for personality. We're all like raving a little bit where we got to be a little mysterious. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, and they all know how to code. All right. right, let's. <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they, they, can all, they can all tell you how to, uh, uh, hack into someone's Twitter. Yeah. The world, uh, but I we're thought it was screwed great. by the way. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was great though. I loved it. Uh, final report is what i read it was eleven thousand people Uh, again no hiccups the surprise from jericho the awesome match for the nwa heavyweight championship the flip gordon uh the the women's match itself was really cool was i really liked it the finish was a tad clunky but it was it was great that girl in the over the budget with the thighs that look like yeah, god damn, her thighs look like so refrigerators.
1: I followed her on Twitter as as the Spanish Announce Table, our Twitter account, long time ago just because I was looking for wrestlers, right, and possibly <laughs> ones to book. And so she's been somewhat prominent on the social media just for, you know, being the personality she is. Um, she's got like a, I don't know if it's a book or something out. It was uh, DMs of a female indie wrestler and people are like it's really a eye opening and kind of disgusting right like you're like you're yeah. disappointed in men yeah so yeah. we ought to get to check that out maybe god we ought to try to see if maybe we can try to uh uh get her on the show sometime or something but yeah jordan grace uh so when i saw she was in this i was like oh that's that that's that one wrestler right so i wanted to watch that most specifically uh, for her, and she did not disappoint. Although you know she struggled a little bit on that squat with Cage on her, <laughs> but
0: hey, hey when Cage you- is a big <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, hey, friend of the show actually had a good showing too. Punishment Martinez, Punishment
1: Martinez, that's right.
0: And hey, one thing that I want to do criticize the crowd about because they were a nine point eight out of ten, but when Punishment Martinez and Cage, Brian Cage or Nick Cage, yeah. whatever the hell, was, were going at it. Man, give them some love. I get that they're big, tall guys, but they were giving it full effort, and I felt like the crowd was sitting on their hands a little bit. Yeah, didn't they both do it, a
1: freaking hurricane rana, <laughs> like
0: right. But then as soon as you get like a little comedy spot with hurricane, then everyone went nuts, and it's and I was just like, hey, show the respect to these guys who are really killing themselves. I get the hurricane thing was cool, but that got a bigger pop than punishment Martinez and Cage going, you know, blow for blow. Uh, In the middle of the ring I I felt like they sat on their hands a little bit Because they weren't the indie indie guys They're not the, you know, really cool In it guys, they're more of just big guys That are trying to make their name And so I felt like that was a little bit of a criticism But that's it, other than they all looked the same The crowd was amazing
1: I came away with a lot of the exact same feelings you did That the spirit of the event is better than the matches uh, For one (laughs) Uh, And of course, because of what that event is I mean, it was even aptly named, right We're all in um it it even made me think I was like, you know what? I I'm, I'm going to try to like catch up on some of these promotions occasionally, right? Which I still intend mm-hmm. to do. But I'm not 100% sold that I'm going to be kept long by them because it felt great as the event, right? But as you said, like right. in the matches I would be like, eh, you know, but I'll do the same thing with WWE, I guess. But it all mm-hmm. I, I kind of now think like, yeah, all in is great if this was a promotion. Right. If all these people were on my TV regularly on one show, but I'm not going to watch 10 things and I don't know that the rest of ROH minus the three ROH things I saw, you know, like will hold me. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it totally does. I, I like it in the sense that one thing that made All In special was, for example, that Pentagon Junior, who's an Impact wrestler, facing Kenny Omega, who's a New Japan pro yeah, wrestler. Right. I like that. That that was pretty cool. And then also that over the budget, seeing so many different types of characters yeah. mix in together, right? Like a, a bully, a Bully Ray, and a Brian Cage, or a Brian Cage and a Billy Gunn, or a Billy Gunn and a Hurricane yeah. Helms. Like that all stuff was fun. I will say that the best thing, the thing that actually geeked me out, besides the Jericho thing, which I thought was just perfect, uh, was – and I haven't felt this way about a match probably since since Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. But they had the perfect, perfect 10 out of 10 build – in the moment for that NWA heavyweight championship match with Nick Aldis having his storyline of doing this to be a, a father that his son can be proud of Cody Rhodes doing this to fulfill his father's legacy being the first ever, you know, father, son, NWA heavyweight champion. I thought both stories were amazing. And then in that moment, how they were presented, they were presented like Yeah, the Young Bucks are here. Yeah, Ray Mysterio's here. Yeah, Bully Ray. All these names are here. But the two most important people, and that's why I thought it should have main evented, the two most important people that night were Nick Aldis and Cody Rhodes. And they presented it like that, right? They had teams that came out with them. They both were looking like a million dollars. I just thought it was phenomenal. I thought the presentation of that, the match, again, wasn't a home run. It wasn't a, dave melter five-star sure, classic good but but just the yeah but just the standing in the ring right before we get started i haven't been that pumped probably since cm punk and john cena because i didn't know the outcome right nothing mm. was really predictable and they did such a great job telling a story i love that yeah. that was probably that's probably my favorite match outside of wwe so far this year
1: i agree with all of that and i but i very heavily i think it's a bigger criticism that i have than than you have of it is that it did not go on last you could have milked the whole build up the whole show um it is the nwa title for say it is the longest actual physical world title of any wrestling promotion that's been in play for for the longest by a mile man like Think of how many times that WWE title has – it's not even the same things anymore. You know what I mean? Like, right. But that NWA title has been around for who knows what, and it's current – what they say, the 40s? So, yeah. like, this father and son actually held the actual same title. I mean, like, this is a big deal, guys. Like, yeah. why it was middle of the show is mind-boggling to me.
0: Yeah, the only thing I could think about is I read afterwards that Cody Rhodes produced the rest of the show after his match – and so it, they were playing like kind of double duty where the Young Bucks were producing up until Cody's match. And then Cody was producing up until the main event, which was the Young Bucks should've match, which is fine.
1: It. Yeah, should have
0: flipped, flipped. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I just thought. Well, and I did Cody told a better other...
1: story because I liked the first half better than the second half.
0: Right. Like that was and, the case. Yeah. I know they did uh, it
1: flip-flopped, huh? Then the Young Bucks yeah, did so, a better deal. Hey,
0: right. give it hey. to the Young Bucks.
1: Yeah, I will. Who did the um over the budget show? Because that was fun too. That's why. They I
0: probably thinking. did, yeah. They, that was great. Uh but what I was saying is um I just felt like the yeah, the championship m- meant more. And I understand, right? There was a Ring of Honor heavyweight championship match, but Cody Rhodes was your all in guy,
1: it, right? And it's the but, NWA title. I know it hadn't meant something for a while, but that's only but, a minor fraction of what it's ever meant, and you're trying to build it back up to that anyway. So come on, and man.
0: credit, yeah, and credit to Nick Aldis. I hope he wins it back soon because I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle. Because I thought yeah, for as much amazing. as him and Billy. Right, and for as much as him and Billy Corgan have put in the sweat equity of taking this title to L.A., to Chicago, to New York, like just saying, hey, remember the N.W.A., Billy Corgan going on Joe Rogan's podcast to talk about this, going on every podcast from Sam Roberts to the grunge band guy and talking about how he owns the N.W.A., I felt like those two, I hope— Don't get lost in the shuffle, and we don't become this whole, hey, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are associated with NWA. Because that's cool, but they're also integral in reintroducing the NWA to us. But
1: And that's what it felt like. It felt like the NWA was alive and well again. And that's why that felt like it should have went on last, because this was an alliance. Uh, It was even an international alliance of wrestling promotions coming together to put on a big show. And yes – I want to see this every year. I want them to do this every year or somebody to do this every year. Um, Hmm. And you're right. The event felt bigger than the matches, but that happens a lot of times at WrestleMania, too. So that's a good thing in some ways. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, will it feel when you get to all in seven? If you do that, will it feel as good? I, I don't know. But did WrestleMania seven and is it still here? but they also don't have a Vince McMahon running it, right? So, who? Ah, it's so rough. We, we may now never see another one of these again, too. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud here, I guess. But uh, I think I like we'll it. see
0: another one. But, yeah, to see seven, that's that's where we're going to see if this lasts, right? Does Billy Corgan take over? Does Cody never sign back with the WWE? You know, Those questions are there. Uh, another good match that I wanted to talk about just real quick, the Okada-Marty Skrull match was really good. I was a kind of a hater on Marty Skrull yep. just because – if you're gonna call yourself a villain, be a goddamn villain and don't sing fucking Backstreet Boys. Like that's what—that's the disconnect for me. Yeah. Like a villain doesn't do that shit. Or you're a fanboy, then stop calling yourself the villain. Anyhow, the match that they told though was really good. I like the Rainmaker uh, counter with the damn Bullet Club. Uh, uh, what's that called? Umbrella in the in the middle of the match. I thought that was really good. They did a really good job too. But yeah, the the biggest glare to me was that. The main event should have been the title match. That's how you close it, right? Cody cries, holds up the title, you get the dog in the ring, we cuddle with the dog, it's a dog pile, and then they go off air.
1: Right, right. Everybody feels happy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Well, that was all in. And we also had uh, Raw and SmackDown uh, didn't strike out either. I mean, they were they were not terrible. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, we have our favorite things of the week, and we'll talk about two subjects a little bit. Yeah, well, long,
0: but- yeah. Yeah, we'll get into two long form subjects. Uh, probably WWE related. Mine's WWE related. Yeah, mine Is yours? Yeah. Okay. Mine too. Uh, but overall thoughts, I thought Raw was really good. I think they've been uh, hitting solid doubles or triples, maybe even a home run here and there, as a baseball analogy. Since SummerSlam, I think SummerSlam was a great eye opener of like, hey, we actually did a good show, and we're gonna keep going. Uh, there was some inconsistencies though, right? So. Uh, Braun Strowman all of a sudden now can't fight anyone. He was literally throwing stages onto Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, and now he needs a whole locker room of heels to help him beat up the shield. Right. I don't don't get that. That doesn't make sense. Now, if you want to be a chicken shit and just say, like, screw these guys, they're not worth my time, okay, but you're telling us you're not finished with them yet.
1: Yeah, well, then you no. go finish. Yeah, he should be more, like, leading the as like, you do my bidding, right? Like, yeah
0: you beat them up for me.
1: Right. Like, yeah, that's, and I'll take you to the promised land. Right. That kind of, shit.
0: right. The, the, the biggest inconsistency from raw for me was that if you're going to start the show with a knockdown drag out brawl, which culminates in the shield getting arrested, but in front of that, uh, police SUV is the baby faces and heels squaring off. And Baron Corbin has having to like get control of the show. Okay, cool. I'll buy into that, right? right. So the storyline is The Shield and Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler uh, and, and uh, Drew McIntyre, but then it's also baby faces versus heels. Okay, I'll buy in. I'll take the bait. But if you're going to end the show with all the heels coming out, well, where the fuck is the baby faces? Right. They're yeah, just like, what? ah, we left. Sorry, right. Roman. Sorry, Seth. We had uh, we had things to do because fucking Drew Gulak was out there beating up on Seth Rollins. Yeah, and, and sending the out
1: orders even.
0: Right, and the <sighs> biggest error, in my opinion, the the whole night, but of this one specifically, was Kevin Owens. One, he quits, and then seven days later, he just kicks Bobby Lashley in the back of the head. Right. Okay. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that, that was really weird. And stupid. But then second and the biggest glare is he's been put in this bad situation for months and months and months because of Braun Strowman. Yeah. And now he's just going to help him. Hey, remember when you tipped me over when I was in a porter potty? Nah, it's okay. We don't like Dean, right? Right. What? That yeah. makes no
1: sense. I know it. They really. Yeah, that was my. Well, and then when the shield comes back, they said they, they paid their bail. They were released on their own recognizance, but then they showed up in a police paddy wagon? Did they steal that? Like, what did they... (laughs) I don't know. What happened there? Like, why is Roman driving the police thing? He's going to go back to jail.
0: Well, that's when you're trying to serve too many masters, right? That's when you're saying we're PG. So these guys are doing everything by the law because kids don't break the law, do everything the right way. But then also we have to have a cool entrance. It would be dumb if they just walked out.
1: Right. Do you think uh, that glass was supposed to break on the side of that paddy wagon? Because those came over and everybody was like, oh, camera over here now for a second. Yeah. yeah,
0: no. And his <laughs> arm bled in weird spots. Ugh. Yeah, I, I don't think that was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Raw overall was good. My favorite thing of the week came from Raw, so I, I'll get into that when, when it's my turn. Um, yeah, the biggest glare was just Kevin Owens. and Not Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is awesome, but the use of Kevin Owens. The, I quit, but now I'm going to attack Bobby Lashley because... I don't know. He looks like an action figure, and I look like a sack of potatoes. So I hate him for that reason. And then I'm gonna help Braun after months of him just beating my ass.
1: You know what else they they pulled up lame on was the this was on SmackDown was the Samoa Joe AJ Styles uh, go into his house bit. They went, "No, nah, I tricked you," and then they went, "No, I tricked you. I'm still here too." Like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? You were gonna go to his house and you were gonna shoot him, and you robbed me of yeah. that.
0: Yeah, that feels like something messed up. Maybe they shot it and it looked bad or something right. like that. And but from a storyline, because remember we're trying to keep the storyline. So I'll, I'll catch myself before I go down that rabbit hole. But to sticking to a storyline, I agree with you. Yeah, we're gonna say we're gonna show up to AJ's house, and then both of them were like, "Ha ha!" Like what?
1: He's like, "Yeah, but I, yeah."
0: <laughs> like weird. I did enjoy, I did enjoy the seriousness that AJ had. Right? It wasn't, oh man, you know I'm gonna. I'm going to beat you up. It's no, I'm going to kill you. Right. Like I'm yeah, going to put this chair into your skull and God damn good thing. Some other Joe moved when he did. Cause he did swing that fucking chair like a, like Barry bonds for a 73rd home run. You know what I mean? Like Size God 9 damn. Hat
1: Barry bonds.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That juice to the gills, Barry bonds. Right. Uh, Smackdown was good. I think I, maybe it's cause it's two hours in comparison to three, but consistently I always think SmackDown's the better show.
1: My I think their of the week came from SmackDown.
0: Yeah, I think they're hitting home runs with the Rusev, Rusev. Uh, tag, tag team uh, potential number one contenders. I think they're hitting home runs, even though the inconsistency with Samoa Joe and AJ, I think they're hitting a home run with that. Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan, still awesome. Bree Bella, the absolute worst wrestler uh, walking the face of the earth right now, even worse than Natty um and i'm talking about from a storyline and from an in ring good god how bad was she on raw
1: really bad almost killed herself
0: what, she what almost you... gave
1: herself the same injury her sister had <laughs> yeah
0: not good but hey Dumbass. credit to her for trying right like mm. i'm sitting here on a in in my library just talking bullshit so credit to her oh, uh but, yeah, I think SmackDown hit... I bet you
1: would have remembered that promo better if given five minutes to look at it.
0: Yeah. And maybe have some crash pads on the outside of the ring and practice that jump to see if you can do it again. I don't know. You've had a kid, you know?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Maybe, maybe just workshop that before it's live. And or, we'll see what- like, I,
1: I know, I guess when you're there and you're in the crowd, seeing them jump over the rope is neat. But it's never made me, like that much more impressed and if you just went out and beat the crap out of them, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe I like different things too. You know, I don't know. Like just go and beat them up.
0: Yeah, I do. You know, one thing, one wrinkle though, that I do like with this, uh, Bree and Daniel Bryan, Maurice and Ms. Thing is, the uh, Zelina Vega and, um, CN. Well, it's,
1: it's, uh, yeah, the, the whole Daniel Bryan thing is, and missing is my favorite thing of the week. But what stuck out to me also on SmackDown, was was, uh, A, uh, the the Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy ongoing promos that they like they did with Miz and Daniel Bryan. Uh, mm-hmm. Boy, Randy Orton, is if they could do all of his promos like that.
0: Yeah, he'd be the awesome, best right? guy in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Well, I was going to say we got to talk about maybe the best promo of the entire weekend, including all in. Uh-huh. But what did you think of The Undertaker confronting Shawn Michaels? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, that was good. I liked it, but it worries me that we're going to get an Undertaker-Shawn Michaels match down the road. That worries you? Would you rather see Bree Bella? I'd rather see Shawn Michaels than somebody else. I'm, I think The Undertaker's got to stop.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but if anyone can make him look like a four star match. It's cause he ain't got five in them anymore. Can it's going to be Shawn Michaels. Can he, but man, what real raw emotion was there. Shawn Michaels almost cried when he was like, I'm passing millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you could tell that was a genuine, yeah. like that wasn't written. He really is staying retired out of respect
1: for the for right.
0: undertaker. Like that's, but then undertaker, what a good, like, Oh, Really? suck it sideways cuz i don't <laughs> think you respect me i don't think you fear me bitch you're right ah, how cool is that right. like what a great twist Well, on yeah this. and i
1: like he's like if he's like if you're ever going to do it you call me and i'm going to put you down again i was like
0: yeah. yeah right it was great yeah those two talking wise yeah. cuz the cadence the eye glare they know how to work a promo i mean that's an all-time great that's a top shelf that's well the high you know liquor. what it is is
1: they're in the moment right there That's two characters that the crowd disappears in that moment, right? Right. They're really staring each other down and really going at it. We don't get that in today's promo. We get, well, you know what? I think you're a nerd. Yeah. And everybody goes, yeah. Right? And they all, you know, they go back and forth and they just involve the crowd too much, if that makes any sense.
0: Well, and it feels a little too scripted. Like, I got to remember this word that I'm going to say right now so I don't get in trouble when I get backstage.
1: Right, Brie Bella. Um, yes. But hey, let's point this out. Hashtag tweet the table. By the way, use hashtag tweet the table when you're watching wrestling, uh, with your any and every wrestling thought, or even when you're not watching. Just whenever you have a wrestling thought and share it with us, we might read some of them here on the show. And one of our favorites is B Double D. That's at B underscore double underscore D. Uh, says in 2018, Raw had a face off with HBK and Taker, and SmackDown Live had a preview of Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Hashtag
0: tweet the table. Huh? Eh? I tell you what, the eh? start of the Obama presidency has never been better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? right? This would like 2009? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, at Katie First Lady said, Brie having a bit of ring rust. Can't blame her, though. It's been over a year since she was in the ring, and being a mom is a full-time job. Hopefully she'll shake it off. Hashtag tweet table. You can blame her because you don't do it. Again, you could have climbed to the top rope and jumped off right and been safe right you you wouldn't have gone head first in that situation
0: or you show up early you get crash pads outside of the ring and you say let's see if i can do this and if you botch it like you did on your pre-run then you don't do it live yeah it's called rehearsal yeah. you know right. actors do it maybe you should as well
1: yeah and then oh oh you know what else uh, the iconics we got, we caught them they're always fun i always enjoy when the iconics come out to talk crap and how they played on the naomi name uh Mm -hmm. they're like no me (laughs) which was so fun they're so annoying and it's so great uh yeah they're the
0: smackdown version of elias for me right where elias can always just go out there and entertain me for about three to four minutes same with them they just go out there three to four minutes i feel like this is awesome
1: yeah i feel like i got good jokes coming away to use from it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then finally, before we get into our favorite things of the week that I can think of was the that side by side Charlotte Becky promo. Oh, uh, how good where was they're that? sitting in the same room, but we're gonna act like they're not. And screw you. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: Wasn't that great. fun?
1: And well, yeah. and if you caught the little subtlety of it, and here's some good stuff, it, it came back into that what I was talking with with HBK and, and Shawn Michaels. They were allowed to ignore a crowd here. And they were allowed Mm -hmm. to get into character and talk smack. And when she said it was a full-time job being your friend, handling your insecurities, Charlotte's reaction to that was like, motherfucker, what? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was like... What? Like, you know what I mean? She's like, she did not expect somebody to say that. And I was like, that was a nice touch. Because then you could see her demeanor change afterwards, like, oh, you bitch. You know? Yeah. Like and that was like, that was a nice little touch because it it leaves so much open ended that they don't have to answer that you go, What insecurities? How did she handle them? What what are we talking about? Right? Like, oh, oh, I wanna know, right? Like, what's the gossip? Like, let's get this storyline going. I liked it a lot.
0: I loved it. Yeah, that was the second best promo of the week for me. Uh, I think the reason they did it backstage was kind of to can the cheers for Becky. Right. I think if they could yep. control that crowd, then you couldn't hear how loud the crowd was for Becky. But Charlotte did it amazing. And remember, at one time when Charlotte was heel, in my opinion, she was the best heel in WWE, man or woman. I thought she was incredible mm-hmm. with her feud with Sasha Banks. Thought just off the charts amazing Yeah, as a baby face. And it's hard because it's hard to make people like you. You know, it's going to yeah, suffer she has a little bit.
1: bitch face too.
0: Right. But <laughs> Becky Lynch, another great thing that I loved about her, uh, is Charlotte who feels justified as saying, you know, if you wanted a title match, you can just ask, which is a, a fair thing to say, right? Right. Like, if you want a title match with me, you don't have to betray our friendship. You can just ask. But then the retort, Right, like not even missing a beat from Becky Lynch where she goes, oh, ask you, princess, I have right. to ask you, screw you. Yeah. That's the perfect thing you say when you have beep with someone. Like, Yeah, it's your filler word while you're points. thinking of
1: what to say. You're like, yeah, well, fuck you because your mom is ugly, right? Like you
0: you pause well, and you but say it was, something. But like it was a genuine reaction because – both people are justified there, yes, right? right? So Charlotte is saying, you don't have to throw away our friendship. You can just ask. And Becky's saying, bitch, I'm the best. I don't ask for yeah, anything. And both ask. people are right. right. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Great, great, great.
1: Really good. The only and Becky's demeanor the whole time was perfect, too. Like, she was just like, yeah. I can't wait to kick the shit out of your face. Like, yeah. I'm just ready to. Uh.
0: Yeah. And post comment uh, from Charlotte when she changed her demeanor and w- realized, like, this is real, Yeah. you know talking yeah that was perfect too great yeah. the, that again smackdown hitting home runs everywhere. Yeah. uh
1: uh another thing that i just remember that stuck out to me was um i'm really starting to get into dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre like they feel fun to me now now i'm cheering them that's not the response they're supposed to be getting um yeah but i like when they were like oh the revival didn't they say they're they're not they're not able to go right and he's like as far as i know they are and they're like uh, what if they weren't <laughs> right like able to go right like just i like it man this is uh, this is more fun and i really liked the beat down i liked the beat down and it made me happy that's not what they wanted right now i'm a little bit sick and twisted so maybe that's just me but mm-hmm. i is. think they could stand to get a little more you can get away from some of the like people want to cheer the good guys and the bad guys if you satisfy that urge that urge is to be a little anti-establishment and and rough edges, right? So if you get a little more violent and make it more established, you had a great thing going when you had the the uh, what the um the Daniel Bryan versus what they called themselves uh, at the time the um not the corporation the, but what they called the new uh,
0: oh whatever yeah not the corporation but Stephanie and Triple H yeah, yeah. whatever
1: they called that when it was a thing right uh, Co- yeah yeah what did they call that it
0: was the corporation no.
1: Right. No, Occupy Raw, and it, it, what did they call somebody? Hashtag tweet the table, if we can't. Oh, figure let's it look up. it up. <laughs> yeah, it was Stephanie and Triple H. It was, and then when they had Randy Orton involved, and then like uh, Seth Rollins, they called all of that uh, something. The Authority. It the was the authority. authority, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's that same kind of thing, right? Where people aren't necessarily wanting to cheer the bad guy, but they like an underdog. And they like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't like something somebody. They can
0: identify with.
1: Right. They don't like somebody unjustifiably getting something that they feel they don't deserve. Does that make sense?
0: hmm Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was, uh, the thing that I thought was the most interesting is that they attacked heels to get their spot to get the match with the B team. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought right. was interesting. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't that the revival was the tag team champions and they attacked the B team, which is just, you know, classic pro wrestling. It was the heels attacked lesser heels to get what they wanted. Yeah. I think that's cool.
1: I like it. Yeah. And I, 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 this is the best Dolph Ziggler we've seen in a while, too, when he can just be, he's also very unlikable when he wants to be, you know, like he's just got that, like, you're like, look at this guy, all tan and muscular and confident like he should be. Boo that man, right? You're like, you know what I mean? You're just like, God, here's a guy who's well, great and knows yeah, it. it.
0: Yeah, well, his looks are better than his personality, and that's also what makes him unlikable, right? right? So he looks better than what he acts. Right. You're like, you act like an ugly person. Be an ugly person. But then you look at him, you're like, you're not ugly. Right. God, I hate you. And you should really be ugly.
1: you're really good at what you do. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? like, God, And you worst. look like you could wash clothes on your abs.
0: God. Yeah, and, and you're, ugh. He's
1: gross. Friend of the show.
0: Friend of the all show. All right, you ready to take a break and get into our favorite things of the week since yes. we rambled about all of our thoughts?
1: Yes, we need to take a break. We will come back shortly to discuss one of our favorite things of the week.
0: When we come back to the Spanish announce table. Fun fact: Lita never wrestled a match at SummerSlam. The Spanish announce table.
1: This is our our market. Market is you're
0: listening the Spanish announce table. So now we're in the second segment. We kind of rambled about all of our general thoughts of the all in Raw SmackDown uh, three day fun extravaganza.
1: Extravaganza, but, as it were.
0: But of all the pro wrestling that you watched, and you said you watched a lot. What was your favorite thing of the week?
1: I'm going to say, and you know, uh, mostly cause it's got so many talking points to hit was the whole Ms. Daniel Bryan thing that went across SmackDown. Uh, you know, like the whole, Hey, we were here first. I, I thought they were going a different way. I thought they were going to say, Oh, we're here because we always show up. You know what I mean? Like, and we're always here, but Ms. can't really play that angle. uh, because he's the Hollywood star who doesn't have to show up, right, right. Um, but it was good, right that they were just kind of like, "Oh, you weren't here. we're looking for you and and then they managed to come out and catch him and it was a great way that they worked into getting our truth uh involved in everything like the, you know the way they did it wasn't, it didn't just feel like, oh, here's another guy and a girl that they randomly uh bring her around yeah, and, you know
0: and Carmela was even introduced by our truth saying that. Uh, Maurice was talking crap on right. Carmela. So there was so like some real legitimate, Hey, I want to go out there to make sure that, that bitch doesn't, uh, get one over on you. Cause I think right. she sucks. Right. I loved
1: truth was great for that. Like the whole, he's like, I don't know what Carmela sees in you. And just, you know, he's like, I know she's gonna bring out Carmela too. And she's like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was just fun. It was fun stuff, man. Well, um, my
0: yeah. favorite thing from the, our truth is how he did like, Kind of the primal fear, if you guys if remember that movie, the Ed Norton, yeah. where he was playing a character, because then he said, Ty Dillinger, see what I did there? And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And Ty Dillinger's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just got into the main event of SmackDown. What are you doing? And Ty Dillinger's like, you dirty dog. Yeah. What the hell? Yes, I like, love that. That's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I really, when he did like that one that last time when, when he stole the limo run, he was like, hey need
0: this or whatever
1: right like it's it would be nice to er occasionally get from our truth that like oh he's doing a pillman on all of us right like
0: right right. that was my favorite thing because initially when he started the whole thing with maurice and miz i was like really we're running this joke into the ground but we got a payoff it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily that he was doing a joke it was that he was trying to work himself into the main event i like that
1: i thought he was gonna turn on Carmella then and there, right? Like, I thought he was going to, like, you know what I mean? Get after her because, hey, man, he's been trying to get her for this time, right? But, nope, they went a different angle there. Plus, WWE doesn't play that game, right? They're not, well, they're not yeah. throwing Jordan Grace into the
0: <laughs> into the mix. Or uh, Hangman Page isn't beating up Joey Jell's girlfriend. There was a lot of men mm-hmm. versus women violence at All-In, by the way. Yep. Just side note. Uh, know, let's let's talk about this for a side note. I don't
1: hate that. Because here's what right. we're talking about. Well, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the reason we say, uh, you know, we don't want to beat up women, right? Is because the idea is more often not men are bigger than women, and that's an unfair fight, right?
0: All the time. All yeah, the time. Unless you're, yeah.
1: Right. You're right. There's obviously times where there's not, but, well, yeah, right? We don't do that. Um, but this is... Uh, A any unfair fight I don't like, and then this is wrestling. Right, we are talking about Ray Mysterio couldn't beat up Batista, but we still liked watching that. Right, so yeah, why can't Carmella beat no. up our truth?
0: You know the why? Same
1: thing. Huh.
0: It's because when and kids watch this mm-hmm. stuff. It's mm-hmm. because when Swim Trunk watches this and then goes to school and little Jessica pulls on his coat too much because she mm-hmm. likes him, and that's it, her way of flirting he swim, trunk, yeah, swim Trunk is going to reference three minute warning beating up those lesbians and do a sumo splash from the top of his desk and no, break the little girls back
1: I think I don't like that I don't like you know like the guys just come in and always beat up the girls if but there's no reason R-Truth and Carmella can't wrestle a feud
0: you no know, there is for that reason no. uh, unless yeah unless you want to go Old school ROH pure championship. Remember the pure champ yep. championship where it was just wrestling based moves? Right. If you want to do wrestling based moves, totally okay with it. But as soon as someone throws a punch, I you can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> that's the only that's my they had that little guy in there running I around. Care. I don't care. That's different. <laughs> That's my biggest evolution personally, from the attitude era to today. <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the PG. I don't like the handcuffing of storylines. But the only thing that I'm a million percent behind because I didn't even like it back when Tommy Dreamer was given a pile driver to Francine was you just don't beat up women.
1: Well, and, so, and also, I'm not talking about like the violence and the beating up on women, right? Because all of the wrestling is a physical contact sport, right? right. It, it, theoretically, right, in the show, right, yeah, the, the backstage beatdowns and stuff is not cool, but there's no reason, uh, you know what I mean? No. Jordan Grace is in there pressing no. Brian Cage. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, we could can, we can have Carmella versus R-Truth.
0: No, no, you can't. You can't. Yep, we can. No. No, yes, like we it. can. Equality,
1: Tom, and they should get paid the same for the match. How about well, that? Definitely. How well, about yeah. that?
0: they should definitely get paid for the match but no because you, then you're you're setting up delusion on the women's part and you're setting up a lot of pent up frustration that's going to come out really wrong from some weirdos <laughs> that are wearing black shirts and neck beards on women that you don't want to see that's
1: true too yeah it's because the, the slowest of the herd can't keep up so they exactly. ruin it for everybody.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also, also that like the, the one criticism I have right now in the PG era is how much Steffi McMahon does so much physical abuse to men, because that's the other thing. Like, yeah, Hey, right. Stop slapping no, us. Right. Don't <laughs> slap us because you know, these cameras turn off, bitch. I'll fucking put five across your lip. That you know, is
1: broader, broader sense. Uh, even outside of wrestling was always one of my biggest beefs right we're we're like hey for the same reason I don't like people beating up women is the same reason I don't like women beating up men or just people beating up people outside of sanctioned agreed upon bouts like exactly yeah it's assault that's why like it's not cool period
0: it's a human being
1: don't beat up a human being don't beat up an animal don't be like stop it
0: yeah Unless unless it's agreed upon and s- not sanctioned, but agreed upon and you know Yeah, sanctioned uh, may be a little
1: different, but you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, but I'm yeah, agreed upon and consensual. That's the word I'm looking fair, for. Fair go ahead. Right, right, right. Not even fair. No, if you wanna hey, if you wanna test yourself and the other guy's like, let's do it, or girl, and it's girl and girl, fine, do it. I don't care. Because you'll learn. Uh, but that. I never understood the the I'm I'm a woman you wronged me man I'm gonna slap you in the face bitch
1: not cool no yeah. not <laughs> like, cool at all no
0: way this no not acceptable
1: not cool, cool and
0: again man. bench and dude to women anyhow going back to this though yeah uh, I really like the Daniel Bryan stuff well, go and, ahead on that
1: and they've even gotten in uh, like you said um uh what's the hell's her name and almost in there yeah, yeah. right yeah. Dana Brooke. Dana uh, Brooke. It says, uh, I wanted to hit one more tweet the table from B Double D because uh I'm glad they got involved because we kind of referenced this before uh, on last episode and you kind of came to their aid, but I'm I'm gonna bring up B Double D's tweet the table here. Again, hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. He says, I speak English and Spanish, both fluently. Still no fucking clue what all this was saying. Hashtag tweet the table.
0: Yeah, that one was one of the worst. That sounded like he had peanut butter stuck to the roof God of his terrible. mouth while he had marbles, and he learned English from a deaf person. He made it was Rebella great. look passable. Yeah, that was whew, that was not good. It was not good, and it was it, it was even so bad to where he had to get the cue from. I, I think I'm saying her name right, Zelina. Where he goes, I talk now. Zelda. Okay sure but he, he he looked at her nodded was like oh this is my turn and then still just tried tried his hardest but let's just say he's Kane and he has to talk with the thing because that's way better No, than what we do doing. an
1: angle where somebody drops him on his neck on the guardrail and he can't talk for years
0: or they do the chair thing on his throat and throw him into the right. guardrail yeah, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Ah. yeah right like
1: drop him on his neck on a guardrail right braun Strowman does it
0: yeah, Somebody. something good. Just never talk, guy. Nah, never.
1: I but I, I liked the writing has seemingly gotten more. Uh, there's attention to detail. They carried this storyline, this Ms. Daniel Bryan thing, over the whole SmackDown, and the little intricacies in between here and there made sense. And I'd even go so far as on Raw with the whole Baron Corbin having a fine competition and them coming mm-hmm. back to him. Like There's a continuity throughout the whole show. It gives you a benefit for watching from start to finish. Right? You yeah. don't want to skip mm-hmm. through some parts because they reference some things they did earlier. You know?
0: Yeah, the only, yeah, the, other than Kevin Owens. Yeah, I agree. Continuity throughout. Hmm. You know what? Uh, what? We
1: forgot uh, in the earlier segment. Alexa Bliss. How uh, no about her? Her shit on Ohio was some of the funnest stuff I've seen know. in a while, too. That was fun. I
0: mean, yeah. I like the zombies, Oh, right. She was yeah, like, because
1: honestly, these people suck. And she was like, I think I see some of them from high school. <laughs> like, that was such a great touch.
0: Yeah, it was okay. I didn't like <laughs> that on Twitter, her first thing was, guys, you know, I was just kidding.
1: Own oh, yeah, up to I be in a heel. Live the- Remember when Cody Rhodes would wear the mask out in public? Yeah.
0: Live the gimmick. Yeah, but. What a, what, okay, so you, your favorite thing of the week is a continuation of Daniel Bryan, uh, Brie Bella, M- Miz and, Maurice. and Where more, do you think it goes? bigger, just
1: also uh, the continuity of storylines across the thing. But where do I think this goes? They're going to let Daniel Bryan win the big thing because uh, he's not long for this, right? And especially in WWE. He may do this forever, but I don't think WWE is going to keep paying him an exorbitant amount. Although he might pay for himself in merch. I don't know, man. But, I don't know, but so I feel like I feel I like the cell. after yeah, they somehow win. Uh, you know, it goes. It doesn't do anything crazy. They're not going to launch anybody off the top of the cell or anything, but there'll be some mischief in in play. The the Zelda and and Mushmouth will get involved, and uh, you know something will happen, but they'll still get the better of them, right? Like and and they'll stand tall and they'll do the yes on top of the the hell in the cell.
0: I don't think they're doing a Hell in a Cell match, but I get what you're saying. Oh, they're not so doing you, a Hell
1: in a Cell match, right? I don't yeah. think so. they'll just do yeah, the yeah. yes chant right there in the middle of the...
0: So you, you got, know. early prediction, you've got Bree and Daniel Bryan winning. Yeah. See, I don't. I think the money is then Miz and Maurice beat Bree and Daniel Bryan, and then you have Miz go, I'm better than you my wife is better than your wife. And then I and my wife are better than both of you and just drills at home to where then you do some type of, I think this is what you should do. Some type of either loser leaves town or retirement match or something like that. And you really play up to the fact that, Hey, Daniel Bryan could be gone. And that's when he pays it off. Right? So you push him to the limit. You just keep drilling in this thing. Like, I beat you on your return match against me. I beat you with my wife. I snuck attack and beat you backstage. I called your bluff. People are cheering me now. I'm getting more merchandise sell than you. Like, just put them in a corner to where, like, where's your out, buddy? Mm -hmm. Your wife can't beat up my wife. You can't beat me. These fans don't love you like they used to. Your merchandise sell isn't going to pay your mortgage. Where are you going to go? And you just put him in this corner as a fucking rabid Wolverine, not Crispin wall, but you put him in this corner where he has to like, say, I have to prove this to myself and I'm going to beat you or I'll die trying. And that's the storyline. Cause it's yeah. eight years of this guy just fucking every step in his, cool, in his a-
1: yeah. In his God, just, uh,
0: yeah. Oh, you had WrestleMania 30? I made him in WrestleMania twenty seven. Did it first. Oh, you've got the yes Movement. I got movies. Oh, you Did want a first.
1: WWE title? Did it first. Did it
0: first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a hot wife? So do I. And my wife beat up your wife. Like just put him in a corner to where it's we're just like, God damn, is Miz right? Make uh, up some stats. Make up some stats. Have Miz come out with a new awesome t shirt and say it's the number one fucking t shirt. You know, give right. it out to But yeah, I'm saying, like, (laughs) give it out, give the shirt out to 200 people in the crowd. You know, some plants, make them wear it, shoot the shit all throughout the night. And at the end of the night, say, see, people are believing in me. They don't believe in you anymore. No one says yes. They say Miz or something like that. And just God damn it. Miz
1: chant started in the
0: crowd. Yeah. (laughs) Miz. Miz. Yeah. You got to go to a
1: heel loving crowd. Go to like Chicago. Yeah. uh, But they love, they love them. Some Daniel Bryan in Chicago. Where would yeah, but you go? can find some. Philly, someone. maybe? No, they love him there, too.
0: Cleveland, his hometown.
1: Yeah, Miz's hometown. Yeah, to, right. The land of Cleve.
0: Yeah, but I think that's where the money is. Is after I think at Hell in a Cell, you have to have Ms. and Maurice win, and then you just go down this, is Daniel Bryan still have it? Or does Miz have his number with everything in life?
1: Yeah, with everything. Like, they should show, like... Daniel Bryan pulls up in his new uh you know his new car right and he's got the highest end electric car but then the Miz pulls up in one just slightly better right like yeah. and he's like oh look yeah here and and here I gave one to a needy family or something you know what I mean like just always a
0: slightly little bit better than him oh and after oh my god how fun would this be this is just fantasy booking on our end for listeners who are just joining us uh how fun would this be? So let's say Miz and Maurice beats Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Right. The, the very next SmackDown, you have Miz come out with a, a piece of paper in his hand, and he goes 4.1 versus 2.3, 5.1 versus 1. 1.8, 6.0 versus 4.1. All that stuff, right? Yeah. And people are like, what the hell? And like, these are the ratings compared to Ms. and Mrs. Yes. Versus the Bellas. <laughs> yes. And just say, my show is better than yours. Mm-hmm. And then have the t-shirt, right? Or you put it on the Jumbotron or the Titan Tron, whatever they call it. And just show top sellers of the week. And that's where you put Ms. shirt at number one. And mm-hmm, you put right. Daniel Bryan's at like four, right? So you have the Shield, an Undertaker shirt, a Shawn Michaels shirt or something. And then Daniel Bryan, like, huh beat you there too. And then you show the pin of Maurice beating Bree Bella. Oh, that's yeah. my wife beating yours. Yeah. And then you show the last pay-per-view where Miz beat Daniel Bryan, one, two, three and go, huh, there yeah. too.
1: And you can talk about how, uh, how many titles uh, Maurice held how many
0: did he yeah. hold? Oh, right. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, Oh God, wouldn't that be great. That's yeah. the money. I hope, I hope they go that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. Well, that was my favorite thing of the week. We can take a break and get into what yours was uh, when we come back. Yeah. Simple as that. To the Spanish announce table.
0: Despite holding the world tag team championships from November 2005 to April 2006, Kane and the big show only defended them at one pay-per-view. The Spanish announce table. Hey, what's up? It's WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler here, and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. The Spanish Announce Table.
1: All right, so the authors of pain had a manager, but then they didn't have a manager, and now they do have one.
0: And I love it. So let's yeah. get right into it. This is my favorite thing of the week. And it's my favorite thing of the week because of potential. I'm not buying into the execution of the week one story that they told. Because it looked like AOP brought their little brother to school day. It was so weird. It yeah. was like, bring your child to work day yeah. with... So- spud in the stupid gear that he that they were in
1: he looked like he was a guy that dressed up as a girl in middle school to get into the girls locker room and was surprised they hadn't noticed yet
0: yeah he looked like <laughs> he looked like the first day of uh tryouts for the high school football team and everyone knew he was going to get cut right, right? it like was him. like they, Go ahead. it was like they told him that the jock strap goes on your face and he put the jock strap on his yeah. face and then ran out on the field and everyone was like this guy
1: He looked like a a lion tamer trainee doing it for the first time who who was just surprised they hadn't ate him yet. Like He He just kind of kept looking back and forth at them like, all right, we're still here. I'm still alive. We're still doing this. This wasn't a joke. Like, all right.
0: He looked out of place. But with that being said, I love the move. So as you guys have listened uh, to previous episodes, Authors of Pain, I'm 100% sold on. They look like guys – that I don't want to mess with and now they have a manager that I totally want to punch in the face right mm-hmm. and that's the perfect combination that's the uh and Harvey Whippleman yes. uh, kind of it's contrast were you getting like, anybody <laughs> right well,
1: well yeah, were monsters right
0: yeah but Harvey Whippleman just ah, jerk and then when he was aligned with Yoko Zuna, you're like well I'm not messing with Yoko Zuna, but I'm gonna punch this guy in the face like, I can totally beat him the giant Exactly, and that's the the contrast that they have, and I love it. I think the Authors of Pain are money. I think they should be the next tag team champions. I hope that they start this run through the tag team division. You have some type of uh, dissension amongst Dolph and Drew, and that creates that feud based out of a feud with the AOP. AOP gets the tag titles, and then you're running, you know, Full, full speed with Authors of Pain as your signature tag team. I like Spud also because he is a great talker. If you ever watch 205 Live yeah. as general manager, I think it's great. I also love that he still stayed as general manager of 205 Live because now he can go heel general manager, and if TJ Perkins or Jack Gallagher or fill-in-the-blank has a problem with... Drake Maverick, uh, that's his name, not Spud, but Drake Maverick um, making matches. Well, guess who they're gonna have to take it up with? The authors of pain on two hundred five live. So Cedric the Alexander, Cedric the Alexander, Cedric Alexander, <laughs> well, whatever Cedric the Entertainer. That's where I was yeah. coming from. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get your ass beat because the authors of pain can beat up the entire two hundred five ri- two hundred five live roster. That's what oh. I like. You could have them on two shows just mauling people yeah how cool is that
1: it, it, it is a good move uh because i thought they desperately needed a manager when they lost ellering uh, i was like oh i don't know man because well, you know
0: i like that they lost that they left him initially because to me paul ellering first off he's a weirdo like yeah, he's, he's just he's a
1: a, he wasn't the perfect he, guy right
0: He was such a fucking oddball. He made me feel uncomfortable. So when they left him, I was like, cool. But then they kind of just floundered and weren't attached to anything. And then doing singles matches with Titus and Apollo, that's not anywhere where you want to go. If Spud changes his look, goes maybe Paul Ellering with a nice suit, you know? I like it. It's younger. It's it's more hip. Uh, You can have Drake Maverick. He's able to tweet for them. He's able to do contracts on a cell phone where Paul Ellering had the damn Washington or New York Times paper in his hand. No one fucking reads a paper anymore. It looks stupid and out of place. Like you looked ancient with Paul Ellering. You look hip and young and current with Drake Maverick. That's where I like it. So I think they need a manager, and I think this guy's perfect. And I hope they do the collaboration of, since he's still a general manager in 205 Live, they can go over there, beat up uh, the Lucha Party, and then come on Raw and then beat up uh, the B Team, right? And they are just the most dominant team in WWE. And that's where you can build to the Authors of Pain versus the New Day. The Author, think of this. Think if they win the titles, it's September, uh, middle of October, right? They win it from Drew and Dolph who have dissension. They split off. They do a feud amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. Authors of Pain hanging out. They defeat the B team and just kind of a generic tag match. They defeat Rhino and Heath Slater, generic tag match. Then we're coming up to Survivor Series. On the other side of SmackDown, let's just say New Day runs its course. The Usos get the title again. You have two sets of brothers in the Usos versus the Authors of Pain at Survivor Series. SmackDown versus Raw. How cool is that?
1: Yeah, that would be that would be fun. And I do. I think you can even build Drake Maverick to even higher with this. Like, he, there's no reason he can't have a prominent role. He's really good on yeah, the mic is in, in that role.
0: Very much. Yeah, and you can use him. Again, as this chicken-shit manager, you build him up enough, then he can start rubbing shoulders with the other heavy hitters, right? So let's just say that Baron Corbin's still the acting general manager. Backstage, Paul Heyman comes and visits Baron Corbin and says, hey, Kurt Angle never gave us our rematch. I'm here to talk on behalf of my client, Brock Lesnar. We want our uh, rematch with Roman Reigns. You have Drake Maverick walk in. He rubs shoulders with Paul Heyman. You have them just do a fun oh. little for well, tat.
1: Here's what happens: is, is Paul Heyman's like, "Hey, we're here to talk about. You know, we never got our rematch. I'm here to talk about my client." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll talk to you later, Paul. Right now, I have an appointment with another with another representative. Yeah, right. And another then that's advocate, AOP, Yeah, right? that's when yeah. AOP
0: and, and Drake right. Maverick walk in. Yeah. And then you could have Drake. Ma- and then you could well, have Paul it. Heyman. So Paul's
1: like, "No, I'm not giving up my spot for him." And then AOP like just kind of tap him on the shoulder and he's like, Oh, maybe I'll come back later. Right.
0: Right. right? Yeah. And then Drake Maverick's like hit the bricks old man yeah. and they do some fun little thing there. Then you can even do some fun stuff. Again, survivor series is coming up soon. You can have Drake Maverick telling the new day what to do. And when they say, who are you talking to? Little guy authors of pain show up and Oh shit. Things got right. real. There's so much fun stuff you could do with Drake Maverick as kind of an asshole well, Harvey Whippleman
1: too. So he could in the right storyline get thrown yeah. into the mix somewhere. So,
0: right. Yeah. I love it. I think they're great. I'm again, my favorite thing of the week is potential and it's the potential of Drake Maverick with the authors of pain, not the biggest home run hit with the way that Drake Maverick was don't dressed, but again. don't ever wear that again. Change up the look for Drake Maverick specifically, only and I wear think that you got for something. For your really- wife at
1: home, right? Like only, <laughs> right? Only on naughty yeah, night. W- <laughs>
0: only on naughty night. Do not wear that out to the ring again. But naughty night. I we love- got to
1: make some t-shirts for naughty night, right? Would, would you guys yeah. buy a, a naughty night
0: uh, Spanish dance table shirt? Tweet the table. Let us know. Uh, I yeah. So again, my favorite thing of the week was just fucking potential, and that is. Authors of Pain and Drake Maverick.
1: Yeah, all in all, man, I think we had a good, fun week of wrestling, especially with All In sprinkled in. It was nice to get this, you know, anticipated big event that was kind of out of the norm because, you know, for most pro wrestling fans are probably watching WWE. If you had to like mm-hmm. line them all up and figure out the high percentage, um, so you know, it's this extra kind of unexpected, like, oh, here we got. And it was event. refreshing,
0: right? Yeah, it was refreshing. It was a good. Hey, there is something different. I don't know if I'm gonna buy into it, but at least there's something different to where when Titus O'Neil gets pushed into a US title match with Nakamura for whatever fucking reason, I can watch Cody Rhodes instead. You know?
1: Right. Well, and there's a thriving scene for some of these other people because we keep talking about it. like there's a clearinghouse that's gotta go, and I'm like, get some of this talent that WWE's not using or just can't figure out what to do with, and get him back out on this other scene. Cause, you know, it's out there and it's apparently doing well. You alright over there, man? You gotta live? I oh, will see. It's got choked up over <sighs> it. What all is really special
0: <coughs> special place in my heart. Right. Love it forever. <laughs> right. Well, one thing I was going to say is for us, it shows who's really about it and who's fucking just talk. Right? Cause you know who you didn't see it all in. Mm. You didn't see Ryback. You didn't see Jack Swagger. You didn't see Damian Sandow. You saw the guys that are really in this and going after it. A hundred percent trying to make a name for them outside of the WWE.
1: Thankfully, we did not see the Ryback.
0: Or Jack Swagger.
1: Or Jack Swagger. Right, that would have been...
0: That Although would have been he's a Bellator. His next appearance that you're going to see him in is in a cage for Bellator MMA, so is we'll see. Win? I mean, he's he was a D- D1 wrestler right. at Oklahoma. He's a big dude. You don't fuck, you don't fuck around by just accidentally he wrestling. He had
1: more of that natural like Brock Lesnar build where he looks more like an ape. Then he does a, a human being, you know, Yeah. like very top heavy, chest heavy, big barrel chest with long arms, you know, you're just like, mm, that guy could country strong, right? That guy could hold me down for as long as he wanted. Like I would have no say in the matter. Right?
0: Like You he, think you can fuck him? You think you can fuck him? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: uh, let's on that note, let's take a break then. Or Well, let's take a week and come back next week for the Spanish announce table.
0: Yeah, let's do that. All right. Hey, fun fact. Terry Funk had his first retirement match in 1983. The Spanish announce table.